All right, let's do it. Welcome back to this week's episode of An Action Podcast. It's me, D-Pipes. It's me, D-Pipes. It's me, Daniel. The other D-Pipes. The other D-Pipes. Not officially. Not officially. Well, boys, I have another game. A new game. Um... So I like, to, I like to call this game poorly explained movie game. Oh, you know what I thought about that? But I thought that was to do that game. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's see how this one turned out. So I have you, a list of movies. You came up with the same game that Derek just made up? I thought about making that my game in a future episode. Oh. Because it was a thing on Twitter. I feel free to take over any of the games I create. That doesn't have to be exclusively my game. Or trivia doesn't have to be exclusively Brett's. Feel free. If you have, sure. if you have the thoughts, sure, go ahead sure. and take over. Uh, but yeah, if let's see if how close it is. Uh, for this, I have... I don't know if we'll get through all the movies, but we'll go through at least three. Uh, I have four hints for each movie. And the idea is I've poorly broken down a moment, a character, something in the movie that you'll have to decipher and try to figure out what movie I'm talking about. I'll give you guys an option to either work together or work separate. It is up to you. Separate. You want to work separate? Lone wolf. Okay. All right. So I guess we'll. I don't know how we'll grade this. If if whoever figures it, I don't know whoever guesses it's whoever guesses it first. We'll go by that way. All right. So ready for the first one? Go. Of course. Man, someone must have punched this guy in the mouth before every scene. Bruce Willis, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Shit. I'll let you get one guess per hint as well. We'll do oh, that. We'll okay. throw that in there. You don't have to take it. You can you can stack them up. So technically, you can get four guesses throughout this whole game. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Next one. And this is the same movie. Right? Same movie. Okay. Looks like BoJack had a rough night. BoJack. And I will say the hints will get a little clearer as I go. So. Where the fuck have I heard BoJack before? Um, The Godfather. It's the Godfather. Bojack the horse the in the horse bed. In the bed, yeah. Uh, uh, Vito Corleone talking. That's, and I think I put that together. I had two, my other two hints were, wow, this guy really likes dessert and hates the Second Amendment. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. And the last hint was never trust a toll booth. Yeah, I probably got that. That would have been, that, yeah, so. All right, first point. Yay. All right, next one, ready? Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, move over Avengers. This film has the real team up. Move over Avengers. This movie has the real team up. Mm-hmm. Real team up. That's fine if you. That's next one. Yeah, next one. The Smoking Age must have been real young back in the day. The Smoking Age mm-hmm. must have been really young back in the day. Go ahead. Next one. Daniel, next one? You want to... Yeah, next one. So Mario and the Easter Bunny are the nice guys? Okay, next one. Daniel, anything? No, wait, wait, wait. Give me a moment. Okay. Mario mm-hmm. and the Easter Bunny are the nice guys. Are the nice guys. Yeah, go, go, the nice one. Doc Brown had a dark turn. What the fuck? I'm 
You guys have guesses, so if you guys want to just throw something out there, let's, yeah. I'll read to them one more time. I'll yeah, read them yeah, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Move over Avengers. This film has the real team up. The Smoking Age must have been real young back in the day. This is Back to the Future. No. Damn it. No, so Mario right. and the Easter Bunny are the nice guys? That's right. Doc Brown had a dark turn. <gasps> who framed Roger Rabbit? It is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The team up being Mickey and Bugs Bunny and that scene when they're falling down. Or even at the end, all those cartoons are there. Mm. Smoking Age is Baby Herman. Mario and the Easter Bunny is... That's the two Bob, main characters. Bob, 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 Bob Hoskins and uh, Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. And Doc Brown... Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Because he's the villain. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's two for you. Well, I think we can, we're going for a great break, so we'll do them all. So you okay. still have a chance. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yes. So who would be the evil one? Arnold Schwarzenegger or Danny DeVito? Just keep going. <laughs> this is a very limited petting zoo. Next one. Must have been a big sale on art supplies. You look like you you have something there. Nothing? Nope. Either of you? Nope. Kindergarten right. cup? No. Can this girl get a voice box? Toy Story 4. No. Fuck. Predator. No. Damn it. Well, let me read through one more time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who would be the evil one, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Danny DeVito? This is a very limited petting zoo. Must have been a big sale on art supplies. Can this girl get a voice box? Art su- what was the art supply one? Must have been a big sale in art supplies. Because it was bloody? Okay. Read into it as you want. Zombieland? Not Zombieland. Damn it. So you guys are both stumped, I'll let you keep guessing. I'll... For that first sin, think more about what movie those two were in. If you can think of the movie they were in. Twins. I know the movie, yeah, the movie's Twins. Okay, good. You know that. Alright, let me see. So it has something to do with twins. Mm-hmm. And now put all those other hints together. Limited petting zoo. Art supplies. A voice box for someone. Avengers Age of Ultron? No. Fuck. Why? Yeah. Because of back, the twins. And um, What a stretch. <laughs> the voice box for Ultron? I don't know. That's... Right, you were on kind of a... Track with bloody. I knew it. I knew it. I'm not gonna say it. Just do it. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. No. Say it. I'm really stumped you guys, huh? Yeah, that, All right. that stumped me. You guys, do you want to give up? Do you think you want to take one more guess? I ain't got shit. Yeah. No, I don't got it. Yeah. Boom, bum, boom, bum. Us. Us. Uh, Damn it. Twins. Twins. Identical. Uh, the rabbits, the very limited petting zoo, uh, oh. all the scissors they had, and with, uh, what was her name? She's barely, she's having a hard time oh, talking. Yeah. Damn it. Oh. Damn. Dang. Okay. Here's the next one. Still really? a chance to tie up. Yeah, totally. 
This movie has the weirdest Batman reunion. Okay. <laughs> uh, the weirdest Batman reunion. The weirdest Batman reunion. Batman reunion. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. Well, next? Yeah. yeah. Kitty Pride and Jim Hawkins has been the mashup I've been waiting for. Kitty Pride and Jim Hawkins has been the mashup I've been waiting for. I don't even know who those two people are. Uh, it, it's something with Ellen Page. Doctor Strange watched this movie and said, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Into the Multiverse? No? Damn it. Last, last one. So which level is the one where I peed and it happened in real life? This movie has the weirdest Batman reunion. Kitty Pryde and Jim Hawkins has been the mashup I've been waiting for. Doctor Strange watched this movie and said, hold my beer. So which level is the one where I peed and it happened in real life? Inception. It's Inception. Ah. Boom, boom, boom. Cillian Murphy. Michael Caine. Someone else is Tom Hardy. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Tom Hardy. Ellen Page is Kitty Pryde in X-Men, and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt voices Jim Hawkins in Treasure Planet. Uh-huh. Yeah, I knew that. Doctor Strange in Inception has some very intricate... Dream, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... The, the levels. Oh, yeah. my God. So this is your chance this is it. to tie it up. And then I guess we'll settle the next week, so... Yeah. All right. This one must have been hell in the real estate market. Okay. Next. Yeah, next. This is the weirdest Oscars I've ever seen. This is the weirdest what? Ostrich. Ostrich? Ostrich? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did the Red Baron train these guys? Red Baron train. Top Gun? No. Damn it. Alright, this one like it right here. Let's see. <laughs> the theme song to this movie must be 99 Loof Balloons. It? No. What? Because that's 99 Red Balloons. I'll go through those again. This one must have been hell in the real estate market. This is the weirdest ostrich I've ever seen. Did the Red Baron train these guys? The theme song to this movie must be 99 Loof Balloons. Uh, around the world in 80 days? No. no? Alright. <laughs> the theme song to this movie must be <laughs> Did the Red Barons train these guys? Inglorious Bastards? No. Damn it. Do you guys know what Red Baron is? What it's what's that referencing? No. Oof. The pilot? pilot yes. World War One. But there's a very famous thing that it comes from. And I would hope that one of you would know it. But oh well. Is it the pizza? The what? It was like a, Not the pizza. No, no, no. This is like a... pizza a, brand. <laughs> okay. It's a comic strip. That's it's come from. Originally started as a comic strip, The Red Baron. That's what it originated from. No. You sure about that, Brian? Yeah. Are you sure, though? Give me a second. All right. All right. I'm going to go through it one more time. Okay, yep. This one must have been hell in the real estate market. This is the weirdest ostrich I've ever seen. Did the Red Baron train these guys? 
The theme song to this movie must be 99 Luf Balloons. I'm trying to think of a movie that's upbeat, <laughs> but also has a house. Mm-hmm. Um, Small Soldiers? No. No? I don't know where I even... I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of stumped, to be honest. Just When you're ready to tap out, just say tap Perfect. out. Perfect. So. I believe I have one more. I'm going to let you go until... Oh, okay. And then, because... I feel like you're close. You're going to... I feel like you're getting there. You're... You're mashing up... I'm hoping you would mash him up more so than you would... Or you're thinking about... Some part of me wants to just say Casper. <laughs> and they go. Don't say Casper. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> What was the last one? The theme song to this movie must be 99 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Balloons. Fuck. I feel like you can figure it out. I feel like you could figure it out too. I guess I guess the hints aren't really hitting you anywhere for these. No. no. When you're ready to tap out, let me know. You'll probably hate it once I tell you the answer though. Is it Avengers? It's not Avengers. Shit. Shit. What was the first one again? <laughs> this one must have been hell on the real estate market. This one must have been hell on the real estate market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, tap You're tapping out, yeah. Daniel? Wait. Daniel, five seconds ago you said you were stumped. Well, I am, but then I started thinking that it must have to do with like a house or something. No, I guess because I said it up. <laughs> yeah. Guys, um Squirrel. Oh. oh. Damn. Real estate market be hard if a house is floating everywhere. Uh weirdest ostrich, good old Kevin. Kevin. Uh the Red Baron, these dogs are flying. Yeah. <laughs> and the balloons. So there you go. Daniel, you win. Two to one. Yeah. What'd you yeah. Add? That was the game. That was my game. So I feel like I feel like any of us could do this because it's yeah. just really yeah. just make the dumbest hints you can for it so i was very stumped yeah yeah all right so let's get in to some news some movie some news Some movie news all right uh where do you guys want to start or other things um, we'll start some small stuff we'll get to the big ones a little bit those will be the the heart of the episode um let's just start with your news daniel did you have just the one so let's let's head off with yours was it the, the trailer yes do not do this again <laughs> Jesus. I don't know if you meant that or like one of the other ones we discussed. That's why I'm clear. No, your your key okay. one. Yes. Remember Daniel? You said, "Hey, you have one, right?" And you were like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I mean, okay. This is where you go. Oh yeah, this. Yes. I just wanted a clarification. All right, hit it. But the trailer for Netflix Netflix's The Politician was released yesterday. And I was already looking forward to this show. And after the trailer, I'm really, really hyped. It looks a lot darker than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like a dark comedy, which I'm all for. Real quick, uh, Daniel, if you could just describe what the show is about or what's the show. So the premise of the show is about a high school student who's running for student council. And he's willing to do like anything to win. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much about about that about him running for student council president mm. and about like, you know, his campaign and everything, but he has the ambition of becoming president of the United States. And it's this rich guy from like Santa Barbara. Mm. And it's like about like politics and about like, I guess it's like, from what I read, a 
sort of like a satire on the current political situation in a yeah. bit. So uh, it looks, like I said, a lot of, like dark humor. Mm. So Ryan Murphy has done some dark humor in the past. Uh, it's he did uh, Scream Queens. Yeah, and that was hilarious. Actually, yeah. that was really funny. So and I, then uh, Nip Tuck was also, I think, like darker, but it also mm. had humor. So he's he's good with this, and he's working with uh, the same uh, his like collo- collaborators. So like right. Falchuk. And all that. So it looks pretty interesting. This is the first show he's releasing from his new deal with Netflix. Yeah. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how how it how it turns out. Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah. I think it looks like it has a bigger budget than his other shows. Oh yeah, I get that Netflix one. You yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. And I think Netflix trusts him enough. Mm. Like I mean, uh, other they've given contracts to like other people who, yeah. like producers like Shonda Rhimes also has a, a deal with them now but I think Ryan Murphy was like the first big deal that they had mm. so and it has a good cast um, Jessica Lange looks really really funny from the trailer she mm. looks like she's going to deliver some of the best lines from the show uh, which Barbara Streisand was Ryan Murphy wanted Barbara Streisand for that role originally oh. but I guess there was like scheduling conflicts or anything and of course I mean, Jessica Lange has worked quite a few times with... Yeah. Scheduling conflicts with Barbara Streisand? Yeah, I think she's touring. Oh. Yeah. What? So, um, so Jessica Lange, and I feel like she's the better choice. I don't know if, like, I don't know if Barbara Streisand can pull off the way that Jessica Lange does, at least from what they showed in the trailer. Hmm. She could have been good, but we'll never know. We got what we got. And it's a, uh, Pretty interesting to see also like some unknown faces. Yeah, and I wonder how they'll how they're gonna do. I don't know what your thoughts were. Brett told me on the way here. Not you were. I heard you were not interested, right? Uh, yeah. It just seems like another high school uh, drama kind of thing. And it's kind of weird that it's like a student body president. And he's like taking it that serious. I don't know. I just thought that whole concept was kind of weird. Well, I'll give it to that. Is if it's a satire, then I think. That'll go yeah. well if it's done well. I will say that based on the trailer, it seems like the dialogue will be pretty snappy, which is what I usually like from Ryan Murphy in Screen Queens. It was that's probably his, I think, the quickest, snappiest dialogue of, mm-hmm. he's had in terms of his shows. Um, I'm just hoping that it can all come together. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for too. Uh, but it, I'm interested in it. The only gripe I think I had is that uh, I can't look at uh, Ben's, Ben Platt, I almost said Ben's Platt, Ben Platt, Ben Platt and say high school because he's just too old now to look as a high school like I think Pitch Perfect he was close to that age but now he's like I didn't know he was going to be sent to high school I thought it was going to be like college or something that's what I said too so it's we'll see maybe it'll work out better but um, that's my only that's like it's a small gripe that's my only gripe that I had with it but I think that other than that I'll, I'll definitely check it out once it comes out so that's only that's in September right? September yeah. okay yeah. so yeah, that was my bit of news um, looking well, forward to that so we'll stay on the topic of trailers then. Um, we also checked out the underwater trailer, yes, which uh, is a new horror yeah, horror thriller that's coming out. That's another trailer that came up. We were talking about trailers in the car, and he was we only came up with two. And like, <laughs> yeah. What other trailers came out? I was like, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got it. Don't worry. Um, yeah, underwater is I think coming out in January of next year, and it has uh, Kristen Stewart. Uh, T.J. Miller, 
Vincent um, Cassell. Vincent Cassell, and it's and if I could describe the plot simply, it's the movie Alien, but underwater. Um, just in the simplest terms, um, but yeah, it just looks like a, a thriller, horror thriller. Um, and Kristen Stewart looks like she's gonna be uh, giving a good performance in it. I think she's mm-hmm. been stepping up more in her roles as well, um, and definitely had some creepy vibes in the trailer already. And I think the depths of the ocean are terrifying. And oh yeah, it's always just like. It's interesting. I don't. I don't know. I can't think of many movies that kind of explored like me neither. Recently, that are not that are not shark related. That are not shark related. I know one. What's that? You know when James Cameron took a thing all the way down the bottom. Yeah, but that was like a documentary. Yeah, but that's one of those. The bar. Yeah, (laughs) there's the bar. Um, But yeah, I mean, what do you guys think of it? I mean, it looks like you know, maybe like a thrill, like a passable thriller. Yeah, I guess like one of those movies that you go to kind of just entertain yourself. Yeah. Or it's probably not going to like win any awards or anything, but also watch it. It looks interesting enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I thought it was super creepy. Uh, yeah. And I really like the idea. And I like how you said it was just like aliens. Yeah. I love because totally And I love, just, the, I love the first It alien, totally just so. feels... It has it, a similar vibe. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting month to come out in, too, for January. So hopefully it's um, going to be one of those movies that will be like, like, a, like a sleeper hit that I kind of yeah. sneak up on you. Because sometimes movies kind of get put out in January that are just to be forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's not mm-hmm. one of those movies that does the same thing. But I'm looking forward to it. It'll yeah, be, it looks... Be something to watch. The trailer's so, so. Um The other trailer, I guess, trailers we watched was um, Marriage Story, which is from Noah Baumbach. Right? I think that's his... Yeah. Um, it's a new film coming out, I think sometime in the fall. Um, but it's a basically um, a marriage on the verge of divorce. Um, but it has Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson playing the couple. And it's unique because how they released the trailer, they got like a perspective from each spouse mm-hmm. and you got to see how they view the other, but then it kind of ends with this, like in the court in this divorce hearing. So, um, it looks like it could be like a, if like an interesting job, just based on what I heard, uh, they get, it's a lot of yelling. It's just a huge yelling matches between the two. So it looks like it'd be some like good performances from the two of them. Um, I don't know what you guys thought from the trailer if you, or anything you've heard about the movie in general. I mean, I, I, I remember seeing something about it uh, not too long ago, and I was like, oh, it's interesting that Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver are doing a movie together. That's mm-hmm. what kind of piqued my interest. I did not know Noah Baumbach was direct- writing and directing. Yeah. And I have seen some of his other stuff, and I like him a lot as a writer and a director. He yeah. has a very, like, I guess, like, he's, his humor's more dry, I feel like. Yeah, I would say. Um, but it's good humor. Um, I've seen... How I saw, dry? I don't know. I don't know how to... Like Biscuit in Your Mouth dry? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of another movie that has... Uh, kind of he, dry humor, he did... Um, well, he did this movie with Ben Stiller called like When We Were Young or While We Were Young, something like that. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. You really got a kick of that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Just... <laughs> one movie that I liked... Uh, one of his movies that I liked a lot was Mistress America with uh, Greta Gerwig and he he's actually there I think they're a couple yes um, they are yeah. yeah so I think she co-wrote that with him so it's her humor is a little less dry I feel like yeah I'd say but I, I really enjoyed that movie it's more of a moist humor Moist, yes. Oh, okay. Imagine if you're just like, how's the humor in this movie? Yeah, it's pretty moist. It's pretty moist. It's pretty moist. It's, uh, but I don't know. I I, I like cupcake. I like his his style, I guess, mm-hmm. and I feel like this this has potential to be really good, yeah. especially if they're releasing it in the fall, and if it's a Netflix movie that's getting a theatrical release, it means that they're 
wanting in for awards. It's another big drama, like for like award season that's hitting Netflix. Is I can think of the other one being the Irishman. Irishman, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I think there's another one or something, but Netflix is definitely making their presence known in the award season, especially after last year yeah. with Roma. So should be that one best picture to the best foreign language. Oh yeah, to the dismay of Steven Spielberg, who's very against Netflix. Ah, uh, and then here he is supporting Apple Plus, and exactly. that's why he's going against Netflix. Yeah. Um, is he supporting Apple Plus? Yeah, he does. He's going to be uh, creating a content for them. So the thing is, is that I don't know if we discussed this in another podcast. We might have, uh, but Netflix gives. Uh, newer directors a chance yeah and i really appreciate that from them and they're kind of like i wouldn't say careless but they're not as they don't care as much like about like their budget (laughs) they should yeah i know (laughs) so i feel like they give like voice to like minorities even it's like yeah yeah, as you're saying like these these newer people that haven't got like that shot yet even like directors who have already been in like the mm-hmm. in the world of this are like coming to Netflix is like, yeah. hey, you get the budget, you have the freedom to do what you want, yeah. and don't have to worry about like constraints from like a big exactly. studio yeah. telling you what to do. So I think there's a lot of people are like more interested in doing like these streaming services because yeah. they're taking more of a, of a ri- they like, get a it's risk. It's not a it's not a, as much of a risk for yeah. them because uh like Roma for example, mm-hmm. um, which I could that's the the biggest. Uh, awards wise it's the biggest movie that they've distributed mm. and Alfonso Cuaron obviously has done some really big stuff and he's worked with big studios Yeah. and when the time came to find a distributor for the movie he's like no other studio took a chance with, mm. with this movie because it had no big names it was a, a, like a, in, in Spanish and it was in black and white so he, he was very thankful for Netflix. And he's one of the directors that has be, been very outspoken about the, the theater experience. Mm. So he's like, he's he still insisted that if people get, got the chance to see that movie in theaters, that they should. Yeah. But at the same time, he was very thankful that at least saw, like a wider audience was going to get to watch that movie because of Netflix. And right. he was very thankful for them. And it, it was interesting to see how... He, he had really good things to say about them, even though he's very, like, about film and mm-hmm. about things like that. So it, it's cool to see some bigger-name directors getting support and speaking good about Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Brad? Honestly? Yeah. I totally lost track of where we were. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. You're totally fine. It's fine. I We were, like, talking about... We were talking about Marriage Story originally. We were talking about Marriage Story, and then we started talking about Netflix directors, and I was just like, uh... But I think that's all the trailers that we saw this week, right? Yes, that we want to talk I about? I believe so. Yeah. I can't think of... So let me hit some kind of bullet news points here, and we can kind of discuss them briefly if you want. Um, so Venom 2... Gets a, a cinematographer. His name is Robert Richardson, who uh, just previously did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So oh, as much yeah, that's big, cool. Big, big love for that movie. Yeah. So I think that movie was really shot really well. So it's yeah, it seems like they're trying to get a lot of pieces together to make Venom two yeah. the superior movie. The superior movie. Yeah. So hopefully that all these pieces can come together and mesh. Yeah, that's what we hope at least. You but hope. Yeah. Um, other than that, the next one, uh, John Wick, John Wick director Chad Stell. Heskey so. um, is going to be doing this, I think the second uh, 
location director, I can't remember the specific term it's called, but he's going to be overseeing action scenes on Birds of Prey. Um, a lot of times that uh, they'll have a specific person oversee like a lot of different action sequences or maybe specific types of shots. So it's kind of nice to see that someone who's you know known for these really yeah he's good action sequences. Yeah. Um, and the lot of, there's been a lot of buzz on the inside for Birds of Prey. A lot of people saying a lot of positive things on the script and just things that like like the performances a lot. So it should be a movie to look out for. Yeah. I think it's February of next February, year. Yeah. And I know um, Margot Robbie was a had a really big part of. Mm-hmm. He, I think she wanted this movie to be as good as possible. Yeah. And she, I think she started the process even before the movie was greenlit. She, like, hired a female writer. She, like, she really wanted to make this movie as good as she could, so. You're shaking your head. The DC Universe has lost me. Did you see Shazam, though? I did not see Shazam. It'll give you a little more, um, a little more hope. Yeah. It's definitely one of their best in the last couple years. Aquaman is just fun, but Shazam, I think, is, like, actually, like, a genuinely good film. Shazam is really good. Yeah. So, check that one out. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But don't have hope. But I... I mean, I'll still give it the benefit of the doubt just because I feel like they're trying a little harder now. You're basically just waiting for that Batman movie, huh? Yeah. yeah. The Maverick, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm too, but if they could churn out a couple like these standalone movies, yeah. maybe just forget about the DC universe and just do like... like and I Joker. feel like that's what they're kind of doing. Yeah. So... Seems like they have a better success of just doing like very uh, isolated stories, you know, as Marvel did at the beginning, and then build to these bigger universes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Joker looks great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Joker it. Joker looks. I'll it's... probably like wait to see how like it is after a week or two. I'll be there Thursday night, and I'll let you no, know. Me too, and that's my birthday, so we're going. Oh, like no. the night it comes out. <laughs> but I want you to come. We we'll want see. You to come. Mine mattered more, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Gosling met with Taika Waititi. Um, he had lunch with them recently. I think it was on Ryan one... Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Oh. So, what? Didn't you earlier say that, like Deadpool or something like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, just nothing. They met for lunch. I think it was one of their birthdays. I believe it was Taika Waititi's birthday, and they met with them. Have they worked before? Best no, no, they have not worked. Um, so speculation is there's a couple of speculations. One, the big one being Thor four, that um, that he think he's trying to like maybe kind of like romance him to do this movie because I think Grand Gosling has specifically said in the past he's not too interested in superhero movies, but perhaps with a director like Taika Waititi, it may be more of an interest for him to do this movie. The other thing is, um, I believe it's Taika Waititi did say he's going to do a movie in between Jojo Rabbit and Thor 4, so it could be potentially for that. More likely, but you can always hope he just shows up in Thor 4 for something, but uh, it was just something that was spotted over the week. Interesting. Um, the other one would be... Okay, two more. Uh, Crawl Director is creating a choose-your-own-adventure horror movie. I read about that, and I meant to write it down, and that'll be... And I was like, we should discuss it, so I'm glad you okay. brought it up. This is for uh, Spielberg's Amblin Productions. So, that's, there's... so this could possibly be an interesting concept this reminds me of clue except you have more control yeah. of the movie and it's also based on a concept by mike flanagan oh so, okay all right so that that was what gave me hope mm. because the choose your own adventure <laughs> thing kind of is weird to me you watch bandersnatch i did oh and i liked it did you yeah i mean for tv it works well 
But yeah. for an actual like theatrical release, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. It's yeah. interesting in the sense that everyone, like, if we went separate, my experience could be different than you, just yeah. based on the audience itself. And if done, I guess, if there's you know, everything, every sequence shot well and you have purpose to each one, it could be, like, a like unique experience. But yeah, it's just going to really factor in how that's going to be conveyed in a theater. It's like, are they people going to be on their phones? Are you going to have, like, a set remote? Are you going to have a remote? Like, Well, they, I think they try to do that, like, in the 80s or 90s or something like that, and they gave you, like, a remote. You like how if you yeah. in college you get like those little. Things. I would imagine that would be the easiest thing because a popular vote gets it going. Either they're either gonna do that or it's just gonna be to like an app or something. Which that would be kind of annoying. I know because then people will have an excuse to have their phone out, so yeah, that, that'll kind of ruin the whole yeah. theater experience. Essentially, it's just like a playing like a, if you're like familiar with like the Telltale games or like Until Dawn yeah. type of the game. It's just you're getting that in a movie experience. So it's just Bandersnatch was kind of like a more recent movie that kind of messed with it and. And I had a mixed reaction to it. I thought some stuff was cool, but it, I don't think it was fully realized. So hopefully with my... And I think Netflix involved, is doing a few more of those. I know they're doing one for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, they are. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. They, did, they did a Bear grill special where you could do that. Oh Brett's God. nodding his head. No, there's our review for that. Um, so it should be interesting. I it's, mean, yeah. I, the Mike Flanagan being involved in it is what kind of sells me on it. It's There's so, been... That's pretty much all the information on it. There's yeah. not much about it. Maybe next year. It seems like it wouldn't. If horror movies usually are like pretty quick turnarounds yeah. in terms of just getting them out, so it could be something we see in the near future. And real quick, speaking of Mike Flanagan, one, you sent me a tweet about they're yeah, releasing. They responded. I'm, I meant to tell you in person, and I forgot. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> they're on the podcast, bad friend. <laughs> they're releasing an extended cut of the Haunting mm-hmm. of Hill House on Blu-ray. Only on the Blu-ray. Only on Blu-ray. Only on Blu-ray. So, <laughs> if you liked. The Netflix show definitely. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna buy it because mm-hmm. I love that show. That was a that was a really pleasant surprise. Yeah, and I think they said something. We talked about it recently, right? About I think Brad season had two. Yeah, brought it up. Oh no, I brought it up in uh, pre uh, pre show, and you said we already know about that, so I scrapped it. <laughs> well, no, but but I think they were say. I think what was released is that they said that it's gonna be scarier. That's what I. Yeah, oh, okay. that was in my pre show. And but season and, season two is gonna be. A different story. It's yeah, be- that was also in my pre-note, my okay. pre-show notes, and you said no. I'm sorry. It's cool. I'm just a little hurt. But oh. season two is going to be the haunting of Blind Manor. So, big ploy just to have him tell the story himself. Oh my god! <laughs> we're just talking about that one, so it makes sense to talk about. But in terms of what the extended cut is, no details in terms of how no long. No details, yeah. And they, they yeah. kind of like, they released it before they were planning on yeah. the news. So he, they didn't give much details, but. Yeah, there's no, you can pre-order on Amazon, but there's no like info on and that. And no actual release date, right? No release. Yeah. I would assume this fall, but who knows? Um, I have an issue. Um, Go with the whole pick your own adventure. Yes. You know, movie. Uh, so I don't, you both watched and played. Bandersnatch. Yes. Yes. Uh, my only issue is that it could possibly end early. That is an interesting and then point. You're just like, oh. I mean, I feel like they might make it so that it won't. Like a plot armor, you know, like yeah. in a game where it's like you could end the game early, but like yeah. some things will let you continue but, on. Yeah, but still, I just would. Or maybe, maybe like because in Bandersnatch, like if you would end early, they they will let you restart. So maybe they could do something like that. Yeah, but I don't just want to so sit in the theater for like three hours. Well, you don't. Maybe they'll limit it to whether. like you can restart it once, 
And I feel like that's going to be something they have to figure out. I yeah, That is also a concern I didn't think about. I think the idea would have to be after like a certain point in the movie. Like yeah. Maybe you like a tip, you get a typical movie time, like you get a, you're guaranteed an hour and a half because that's like a standard yeah. movie. Uh-huh. And then anything past that point, free game. What happens? Maybe yeah. decisions that affected you early on will ch- determine the actual end. More or less, like rather than like it could end the movie early, like choices you make will determine maybe the last like yeah. 30, yeah. 40 minutes. I feel like that's movie. probably what's gonna And maybe that last three is like just uncut, you just kinda watch what happens based on all your decisions you made. So that could be an interesting that option be, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do see that concern and I hope yeah. that they don't make it so we like, all right, we're going to reset it. <laughs> yeah. That was my only okay. issue. It is, yeah, it's definitely, I think that hopefully they... Which I feel like is a huge issue. It would be a huge yeah, issue. It would, it would, yeah. Hopefully they have some insights. So, like, Bandersnatch was, like, only 30 minutes for me when I did it. Oh, but you didn't You didn't you start didn't it over, you just over? did it? Oh. Nope. I was like, okay, sounds like a fuck it, I'm not going to do the same thing. It's interesting because there's a certain sequence and there's certain choices that lead you to, like, an all, like, a... You unlock a certain scene at the end. Yeah, I know. But tell ya, I I ended up doing that, b- b- without knowing that it was like a special scene or something. But it it took me a while. It took me like th- two or three tries to get to there. And how long did that take you? Like two hours, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. I think ultimately my experience like an hour and a half. I think I I also like got a short ending in the beginning, but I just I think the next one I did took me a longer like amount so i think if you did everything you said it two hours is it close to two hours or i think so okay yeah um all right well i'm gonna keep going because we're yeah we got a couple more points um real quick this one uh this is just an interesting thing so good boys opened up number one this weekend and we'll have a review very shortly on that movie um but interesting fact that this movie is the only movie this summer that was not a sequel, was not based on anything, it was an original movie, it was the only one that opened number one. Yeah. Only original film to open number one this box office for summer. Applaud. Oh, no, like, like the sign, you know, and like in those TV shows, they yeah. the light applause. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you guys think about that, just fact in general? Do you, is that do you, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Are you mixed on that? Uh, it's kind of mixed on that. Shocking. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of an original movie that came out this summer that we saw, like Crawl was probably one, uh, Stuber, Midsommar, uh, Midsommar, oh, no, Midsommar is based on, what's it based on, it's not based on like, it's based on a Swedish movie, Last okay. Black Man in San Francisco, mm-hmm. it's a lot of like, smaller films, yeah. that would get overshadowed by these big blockbuster movies, and I think yeah. most of those movies were opening like Midsommar, but with Spider-Man, and I think Last Black Man opened pretty close to Toy Story, yeah, yeah, Crawl and Stuber lucked out and had a weekend just for themselves, but that was that was probably a small box office weekend. Is the farewell? Uh... Yeah, that's original. Yeah, that was. But original that one too. was kind of rough because they kind of split it up like five different ways, didn't they? They well, that was yeah that was a limited release, so it kept expanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so it's, and that's uh, most of those movies were Disney that I shot off technically. Spider Man, well, we'll get to that shortly too. Uh, but Toy Story and um, what was the other one I said? I said something else. Lion King also opened pretty close to like Super and Crawl. So like a lot of these, a lot of stuff is Disney. Um, and it's a lot of like properties that are, already exist. Yeah. Um, and Disney just bought Fox and they have they have a couple movies coming out that are original. Like I think Ad Astra is Fox oh, yeah. and Jojo Rabbit, which are original films. And Jojo Rabbit, they're already concerned with releasing. And Ad Astra might, depending on how that does, it might affect how they choose to put out movies like original films in the future. So... You hope that these movies can do well enough to like, hey, 
don't don't drown us in like existing yeah. IPs. Please give us something new, because you know it's nice to get like original ideas from like the so breath of fresh air. Yeah, and it it just sucks that because most of them don't do good enough. Yeah, it's because that's why studios don't take risks. But that's where like smaller. That's why like Netflix releases a bunch of original content because yeah. no one else takes a risk. Yeah. Coming back to that, just circle just fact. Yeah. 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 But I think if Disney gets its way, it's going to set the the climate of what kind of movies and like TV shows come out, and we just may end up getting with a bunch of just IPs that exist that are yeah. getting adapted or sequels. Um, it's just going to get overstuffed with everything. Yeah. Speaking of, actually, let me, so we have two sequel news here. One real quick, uh, one I didn't expect. Searching is getting a sequel in a sense. Wow. Um, the director, Anish Chagnati, probably fucked that up, um, <laughs> saying he clarified that the sequel is not going to directly follow the story of the first one. It's going to exist in this uh, same world, same world um, with a similar representation, like how the, the film is shot and explore similar themes. And it's going to have a different lead and everything. So I think it was one of my favorite movies last year. And I highly recommend if anyone hasn't seen Searching to check it out. It utilizes that um, concept. Um, it's If you've seen Unfriended, it's, Unfriended uses more as a gimmick while I think Searching better uses it as a like a, a narrative device yeah i think it's well executed mm-hmm. in the movie um and it's unique storytelling that i think should be and john Cho's fantastic he's like that's a great yeah, he was he's really got a great performance that, yeah. in it and it's nice to see him like a leading uh standout here mm-hmm. um so yeah just just the one of the throw it in there um you know you've seen have you seen searching brett nope i'd recommend it's good it's, it's really good it's, really, yeah. it's a good that. like it's a tense movie it there are actually yeah, more twists tense, than you yeah. expect yeah oh so i've heard that before yeah. Yeah. i think it was from you. Yeah, Derek really liked it. I really liked it. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Um, the other one, and it's been rumored and talked about for years. Oh, yeah. And The Matrix 4. I guess it's official. Is official, confirmed. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are back with Lana Wachowski writing and directing it. You gave me a reaction. <laughs> you did not react. Well, I... Aren't they dead? Didn't they die? Yes, a spoiler for the Matrix. Sorry, it's, no, no, no. It's, that movie's it's, been out. It's for been years. out for a while. If you're, yeah. yeah, but both Trinity and Neo die. Yeah, at the end yeah, of the I'm Matrix Revolution. Is this is this going to be like an in between quill or? I have no idea what their plan is. They really didn't. Obviously, they don't know. They just. Or is it, it just like different incarnations of the same? Could be, uh, but I was reading. I like I read the I read the Wikipedia plot, and it's like. Neo led led to believe to be dead and like oh I'm gonna do this shit where it's like oh we didn't he might be dead but he's probably not yeah I was gonna say didn't, in the third one did they just fade to black yeah he's like floating on that platform off into like that sunset Neo and then they just kind of they just fade off at that and I don't remember Trinity dies in the movie I know she does I think she I think she's like she gets shot she gets shot okay. by one of the machines I mean it's like I love I love the first Matrix it's yeah, the so first one's good, great yeah. but I don't know. If they could pull off, even my, I told my dad because he loves the Matrix movies. He's like, my, I texted my dad about the news. He's like, aren't they dead? I'm like, how are they gonna, yeah. how are they gonna do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. So and the, the Wachowskis haven't had a great track record since the Matrix movies. So no, uh, I will say the last movie I actually enjoyed from them was Speed Racer. I, actually I did not see that. That was like a very underrated movie. Yeah. Um, but they did what they did. They get Cloud Atlas. That was mixed. Uh, and Jupiter Ascending got trashed in reviews yeah. in the box office. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. it. All it is, it said it's confirmed, and it just said the uh, Keanu and Carrie are back 
Lana's directing and writing. Um, Lily's not been associated with it. There's Lily, just right? Lana, yeah. Okay. Lana so we'll see. We'll see how that news spreads. Um, the other big news today. Who? Lana and Lily. Lana and Lily. The Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. They directed the originals. Can you just say that they were... Never mind. They were... Right. I thought you guys just said brothers. They were. They were. Now they're she- girls. Ah. They transitioned. Yes. They, oh. Yeah, they transitioned to one. Yes. So. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, the big news that I think <sighs> surprised everyone today is um, it's not... Well, well, I know, but still. It, it's, it's up in the air still. But as of right now, <laughs> Spider-Man is not in the MCU. As of right now. Daniel is the most stressed about this. So I just... My main gripe with this is that Sony doesn't seem to learn their, their lesson. And what do you mean by that? I mean, they fucked up two Spider-Man franchises already. And they had to have Kevin Feige like come and save them, and like the two, the last two Spider-Man movies are like the most successful ones in the franchise. And instead of being like, yeah, like let's keep collaborating, they're like, no, we got it. But the first franchise, didn't you say that it was really good? I mean, they fucked it up with the third one. Well, and that's because like Sam Raimi had a different idea in mind. And Sony got too involved with that sequel and made, like forced him to like include like Venom and other stuff. Mm. And that movie was trash. So I have the details on that, the, the supposed deal that was supposed to happen if you guys want to hear. I, I, I think I know about it. But right. if you want to yes, for the it, audience, yeah, Derek. For the audience. So um, the contract was up. They had, I don't know how many movie deals or years it was, but it was time to renegotiate between Sony Pictures and Disney Marvel. Um, the original deal was... Um, Disney would only receive 5% off first dollar gross. And if you guys don't know in the audience, if you don't know what that means, basically Disney only gets money off the first day sales. That's all the profit they get from those movies. So they only made money on the first day those movies came out. That's all they got. Fuck, that's rough. So about, it's five, and it's only 5%. They wanted to renegotiate. Disney wanted a 50-50 co-financing yeah. with Sony. And Sony said no. And Disney said, all right, and that was it. So I did, We, Bern and I were discussing this on the way here, and I did tell him that I could see both sides yes. of, the, of the coin. Like, I do I do think Sony, It's it makes sense that they don't want to, you know, split the earnings of their biggest movies. Right. Like, it makes sense in that way. But at the same time, those movies have made so much money because of the involvement of Marvel Studios. So at the same time, it's like, they probably do deserve a bigger cut. Mm. Maybe not necessarily 50-50, but like bigger than 5% on first day first first day sales, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's fair. But Disney's not going to do that. That's the question is, who is going to cave to who? Most likely if Sony will cave to Disney. I feel like Sony's going to cave. We still, this is not official, like you said. The studios have not confirmed anything. No. So I feel like negotiations are still... Taking place. Deadline reported this, what I just said. Yeah. While Variety reported that it's still up for negotiation. That's what I read too, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like exactly like Daniel said. You definitely can see there's two sides of this. There's not like one is over Mm -hmm. the other. Obviously, people are more angry at Sony for reasons, but. um, Because they fucked up two Spider Man franchises. There's no trust in Sony for these Spider Man movies. It's. They they messed up the Spider Man 3, the Maze Spider Man movies. They only did well with. into the Spider-Verse because they got Phil Lord and Chris Miller involved yeah. in it and they're just 
they're phenomenal people. So they and that was like a different approach too because it was an yes. animated movie. So it's this like I don't understand. Like I, they have to know the the importance of like Disney involvement. If Kevin Feige's involvement in these movies, he's essentially like uh, Far From Home made a bill over a billion and that was the only Spider-Man movie to do that and the Sony's first movie to do that obviously they have big dollar signs they're like oh we have we have them now so we don't need Disney anymore but it's that connection to Marvel that's yeah. brought these people over this exactly. came out after Endgame there's Nick Fury and you have all these Marvel connections throughout and if you don't have this deal and everything just cuts off and you just pretend as if nothing happened. That's my other thing. Is like, do they have to act as if nothing exists? Yeah, and, and like, they just never reference it. What again? about like, like I feel bad for Tom Holland because like, what's gonna have, like if he's gonna be a arachnid kid? And from what I saw, well, he'll still be Spider Man. Yeah, it's like any sort, any it's all this, all the contracts and all this. Umbrella but they stuff. really can't say Spider Man. They can say Spider Man. They, they have the Spider-Man film rights. They to still Spider-Man have the rights and. Existing characters. It's just that they're not good. It's not going to take place in the MCU anymore. So. It's, oh no, no! I meant Disney. Disney. I don't oh, think they can. No, they can't. It's all this weird, like, and then vice versa. It's like how like X Men and like Marvel was when before they had them back. It's like they couldn't. X Men couldn't. There's something they couldn't do. They couldn't use. They couldn't use mutants. No, Disney couldn't use the. Disney word couldn't mutants. say the word yeah. mutant. They had. Well, they like, use like special yeah. specials or something like that. And the other weird one is Hulk. Hulk film rights still technically belong to, to Universal. Universal. So they, if they do any uh, solo movie for the Hulk, it's a Universal film, technically. They were able to use them in Avengers movies only. They can't use Hulk oh, in a solo movie. That's, why, that's one of the reasons why they haven't yeah, done a single Hulk. Uh, Universal hasn't given them up. So that's why when they did the Incredible Hulk... Oh, wait, no, is it Paramount? No, it is, okay. it is it Universal. Is Universal. Okay. When they did the one with Edward Norton, it was a, technically a Universal film that came out. Even though it, it still existed, technically, with the MCU. So... That's as of now. I mean, yeah, it's it's just kind of annoying, even if it's not final, that Sony would just screw it up again, you know? Yeah. Because they have a pretty shitty track record, let's be honest. Yeah, they so, uh, from Spider-Man 3 on until they got back yeah. to the MCU with, with Disney, they had a poor track record. And I, just to bring up, uh, I texted Brandon today when I heard the news, and I sent him a, a, just the headline. And I didn't, I didn't get my phone right away, so I, I had two texts from him. I had one that's all caps, source, and then a couple minutes later after that, he said, all caps, fuck. <laughs> so I would love to hear his full um, rants on this, because he's one of the most passionate people at Spider-Man I know, so I, I'm sure this is going to be a huge upset for him. Yeah. So hopefully they can reach a, uh, a I hope deal. so. I hope they can reach an agreement. I mean, I'm sure they I mean, will. I think I mean, they will. Yeah, I think they yeah. will. They're gonna, I feel like they, they're going to realize, like, so they already like Sony's already getting so much backlash online. Their stock tanked. Yeah, did they? Yeah, yeah. it took a tank. They're already getting so much like backlash. Boycotting yeah. Sony. PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation fall. <laughs> but um, I feel like they're gonna realize that it's in their best interest for both parties to just reach an agreement. So maybe we negotiate the split. Maybe yeah. Sony just takes it. But Disney's not gonna budge too much on their fifty-fifty. Yeah. I honestly, anything I see sixty-forty, that's probably like. That's probably it. Yeah. But 50-50 is more or less what they want. Yeah. So. Or maybe they can work a deal where Disney takes the profits of the first weekend or something. They could. I doubt, though, because, yeah, you know. that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's all the news. That's all the trailers. I, I did want to uh, mention something real quick that I just remembered mm-hmm. uh, that I read about that might interest you. Okay. Uh, may or may not. Go on. But uh, I guess 
Ari Aster uh, screened a director's cut of Midsommar. Oh, yeah, I did this see week. this. Yeah. Uh, the movie clocked in, the theatrical release clocked in at 143 minutes, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this director cut was 171 minutes. Hey, remember when I said the one thing I liked about the movie, the thing I, I liked about the movie was the length? Was the length. <laughs> uh, I just read, like, I read a review about it. Oh. And it seemed interesting. Uh, I don't know what the plan is to release it. I don't know if they're going to home release it or if they're planning to, like, release it in, like, limited theaters or something. But I feel uh, the person who reviewed it said that it added more depth to the story. Okay. So I don't maybe know, in the comfort of my home, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go out. That was a long movie. I know. Movie, yeah. So, um, but I understand why you wouldn't want to watch it again. But it just seemed like it, a, I definitely I was an interesting bit of news, yeah. and it's it it. The guy said that it, the fun the ending of the movie feels more satisfying yeah. because they added of the added stuff so yeah and then sorry work with the Spider-Man there's a release coming with four minutes of extra footage in theaters so we may get a end game okay. style <laughs> release here with the re-release um, that was it I that, just wanted to mention and that's all the news yeah, now that's all the news now I, as last week we mentioned uh, we had a question that we set up was which four characters from movies we think would best suit us however I'm going to postpone it one week because I feel like that's a bigger discussion and we're kind of getting close on time here and we have not everyone review. did their homework. Oh yeah, that's me as well. So next maybe week, I'll think. I'll think it through. You guys think about so it. Take your time. Because um, I did have four, but I will remind you a day before next time. Yes, please. As well, mm-hmm. and so um, we'll do that next week. Uh, but yeah, we do have some reviews. Uh, we want to talk about some things. So let's talk about the movie we all saw. <clears throat> we all talk about that. And I already mentioned it earlier. Uh, it was Good Boys. Yeah, yes. so that was the only thing voice. we saw. It's the only movie we yeah. saw. Well, we, uh, I saw something else, but we'll get to that later. Watched it at the Alamo Draft, Draft House, House in LA. Yes. Thank you, Daniel, for clarifying Draft House on that one. <laughs> uh, very fun movie experience. Yes. If you've never been to one, I would highly actually recommend mm-hmm. going to one. This is the. F- um, there's only one in LA yes. that I know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only one. Based in Texas. And this. Ye- go ahead. No, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and, and go. They've been talking about opening a location in L.A. for years. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Hopefully that's a joke only Derek and I will get. That's uh, our joke. Yep, okay. That's cool. our joke. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. But it's nice that they finally... Got to open the theater. I had been to one in El Paso, and I really, really enjoyed the experience I had there. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed the experience too. So, it's definitely like um like a movie, a frequent movie goer type of theater where it's like it kind of caters to those fans. Yeah, it's like that's what I like about them. Like kind of trendy, kind of like nice hangout vibe in like the lobby. It's not your typical movie lobby. You can get drinks there. There's like a little hangout. You can watch the movie. There's an arcade game. Arcade games is a cool gift shop with like a lot of unique like posters and like merch things like that you won't find uh typically um even the theater itself is you still have the recliners but they're like they're really nice yeah they're nice they're they have the full service there like at some other places but i think this place does it really well yes and i think this is probably the best movie theater quality food i've had Mm. oh yeah i would say so my royale with cheese uh from the movie uh pulp fiction Mm -hmm. very delicious that popcorn the, that, the, the, oh my god that pop the funny thing is that the, the last time I had gone to the Alamo Draft House in El Paso my mom really wanted to try that popcorn yeah and she asked 
the server, hey, can I try this popcorn? And the guy was like, yeah, for sure. And she thought they were going to bring her like a really small thing. Yeah. They brought her like, like, like a, a small, not the, not like the one you had, but like probably like half that, half of that. Um, and that was a sample. Dang. Yeah. She got a sample. Next time. <laughs> I know, fuck. Um, but yeah, the, it was just like a really great experience. And even like they don't show ads like a typical theater. They do like a lot of like vintage older, like mm-hmm. movies, TV stuff. And that, yeah, they usually cater to the specific movie. Mm. Like if you, I don't know if you noticed, but all the ads or all the commercials were like featured kids. I did notice that. So yeah. kids in action roles. Action roles. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of like I think when I saw Mary Poppins, it was a lot of like, uh, kind of like sixties things. Yeah. And I think I saw Pitch Perfect three there, and it was a lot of like musical related things. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that they cater that. They do a lot of um, special screenings. Yeah. So that's really cool and. I know for certain movies, like, if it's, like, a really special event, they, like, do specific menus, Mm. and the, like, the food is themed, so that's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, that was the theater review. Yeah, sorry. let's get to... No, it's good. We should have talked about it. I think that everyone... If you have the the time and the the chance chance, to go, it's it's worth it. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely worth the experience. It's nothing, the movie tickets, like a typical movie ticket price. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just for that day, though, I feel like. Because I read online that it's 18 bucks. Well, if you go in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. I still think that's cheaper than, like, maybe some other, like, nicer dining. Like IMAX and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, no, there's, like, other dining theaters that. I don't know, the one in Orange is, like, 10 bucks. I'd say. Make a trip once out there. Or something. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely uh, something that we're probably going to visit like once a month. Once a month. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Um, another movie. But let's go to the movie. Yeah. I think we all enjoyed it. Yes. We all liked it a lot, I think, actually. We were laughing pretty hard throughout. <laughs> um, I really like Jacob Tremblay, and I'm glad he's kind of coming out of his shell a little more. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he started out like kind of like an. I don't know. I, it's it's good to see him in in a more like, because I feel like his other roles have been a little more serious. Yeah, well, yeah, he did like room. Yeah, room and <laughs> wonder. Oh, he was in wonder, and I feel like that was like a serious. Wonder. Wonder. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's nice to see him kind of let loose in a way. That was really it, cool. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it kind of seemed like he was a little uncomfortable saying some of those things. Well, yeah. But like somewhat. I don't know. But again, he's like five. So the idea of Good Boys is um, it's three uh, best friends who are just starting, or they're in sixth grade. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're going to go to their first, like, kissing, like, kissing party. party. And, kissing and party. just kind of navigating, like, the, like, insecurities and, like, what you would have at that age. Um, and they get on this kind of, like, adventure where they, like, uh, Jacob Tremblay, they use his, his dad's drone, and it gets broken, and they have to, like, go on this whole quest to get it replaced in time before his dad gets back, and then they like, ground it, but it kind of really does a good job of, like, getting into the mind frame of, like, kids at that age, yeah. and I think it does a great job of the three leads, because I think they're all very funny, oh, yeah. and they all, they do a great job delivering the lines, and not, like, like awkward kid actors can be sometimes. I yeah. think they really kind of embrace their roles they're in. Yeah, I, th- and, yeah. I think I think I they're trying to they're really good at maintaining their innocence. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like they're saying this shit, but they're also like they're still kids and they still have this yeah, like how this, they yeah. <laughs> address certain things in the movie. It's still like the idea of a of a kid would be still so. Yeah. Um, I was laughing throughout the whole thing. I thought it was like really no. Like, it's really funny. It's from Seth Rogen. I don't know if he. I think he wrote it. 
as well. Um, um, and definitely, definitely, definitely produced it. Yeah. Him and Evan Goldberg. Him and Evan Goldberg, yeah. yeah. It definitely has a super bad kind of vibe. It, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good liners in that movie. Um, but, Brett, what you, did you think about it? Uh, yeah, uh, it was really a funny movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, there were just adult humor with kids, and that, that I mean, anytime there's that, I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. You can't really deny that it's not funny. Yeah. Um, like I said, they do maintain their innocence, which makes it kind of seem like a realistic, like, mm-hmm. kid view on yeah. an adult world. And, um, yeah, that was really fucking hilarious. And it does actually address, like, concerns as a kid when you're younger yeah. about, like, near the end of the movie, you're just, like, having to, like, grow up and, like, how you, you're half you, with your friends. You and, drift apart. And you drift apart and, and things like yeah. that. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, like, interesting. Um, it's not, like, a totally, like, absurd type of movie. It does kind of, like, have these kind of ideas it addresses throughout, and it kind of gives the movie more of, like, a purpose, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I think that gives the movie a little more emotional weight to it. And For I think sure. It helps you attach to these characters. So, I I mean, it's a comedy. It's I didn't really have any complaints about it. I mean, no, it, it was no, entertaining No, that movie delivered with what I expected, yeah. so. So, yeah. I was totally cool with it, so. Yeah. Um, we really enjoyed it. So, we really enjoyed it. I want to save my other movie for last after we do some TV shows. Um, let's hit through the TV. So I watched um, Euphoria all the way through this weekend. And for those who don't know, Euphoria is a HBO show starring Zendaya. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of navigating, once again, it's a young navigating, like young adult, like high school, some early college, um, but a group of friends who Zendaya just gets out of uh, rehab and she's struggling with drugs and um, and it kind of goes to the, each of these like uh, people in her within her life, and you kind of see what they're going through, how they grew up, what's been like eating at them, dealing with sexuality, dealing with like how you spew yourself, just different things like that. Um, and it, the show does a great job of kind of embracing that um, and really kind of doing a good job of representing, I think, a lot of different types of people, a lot of different like like genders and like what that many shows can do. Um, and Zendaya is fantastic. She does a great performance, like. Just a struggling addict, and she's just trying to do better. Um, and she's also the narrator, so she's often oh, nice. like, she's. I like I always like the idea of these um, unreliable narrators yeah. that you'll get throughout like different types of media. So she explains herself as that early on in the show, and I think they do utilize that quite a bit. Um, it's um, I didn't. I don't get that. Not any complaints I can think of about it. I think uh, it does a good job of balancing everything. Um, my only, I guess I had one thought about while watching it, and it was a similar thought people have had with 13 Reasons Why, is the glorification of the drug use. Because there's a lot of drug use used in, like, kind of, like, dark, like, adult stuff. And I can see people complaining about that. I don't think I've heard anything about that. So, but people, one person causes an uproar. It can be enough. But I think the show does a better job than 13 Reasons Why in representing the subject matter and, I think, showing it, like, a... The darker side of it. I will say the best character on that show for me, besides Zendaya, was a character named Fez. Um, he's great. So character named Fez. Fez. Are you sure you're not watching the that seventy show? <laughs> no, no. no. And this other guy named Hyde's pretty cool on the show. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about Michael? <laughs> Michael. I can't control the weather, Jackie. Damn. <laughs> um, but I'd recommend it a lot. It's eight episodes. It's a quick binge. Um, are they hour long or are they, they are hour long? Okay. Yeah. A lot of good, like, modern music, too, um, as well. And there's a couple familiar faces that show up in the show. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely, like, it's very dark, and you don't expect certain things to happen. And it's, um, 
definitely setting up well for this, like a second season. So whatever, like what they want to do and support different characters. So that's it. So if you guys have any questions about uh, it, or you can. No, I want to watch. I've been, I've been. It's been on my radar. So now that I've heard you and I've heard other people talk about it, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Yeah. At some point, I have watched more of Glow. But I have not finished season three yet. I have two episodes left. Mm. But I'm really enjoying this season. This season, uh, when you watch it, keep this in mind. Uh, episode five is one of the best TV episodes I've seen, like, ever of any show. What about Barry's Ronnie and Lily? No. It's up there for me. Dang. Ronnie Lily's yeah. probably better. That's high praise. Okay. okay. Ronnie Lily's yeah. better. But okay. this episode had me laughing pretty much the entire episode. And this is a short episode, it's like 30 minutes. Mm. But I really, really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, honestly, okay. because, but just the the writing in that episode and the acting in that episode, I really, really liked it. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, this, is, this was a fantastic episode. So okay. two episodes left. So definitely. next week I'll probably talk about it more. Yeah, definitely need to get on that. So that's on my watch list as well. Uh, and yes, for me, I've just been watching uh, Mindhunter still. Still loving it? Still loving it, yes. Are you... You're almost done with season one? Uh, I am almost done. Okay. How many episodes is season one now? Ten? I think I'm almost done. I think it's ten, ten, ten yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just really like the uh, actors that play these uh, killers, mm. the serial killers, and the main actor... I can't remember his name. Uh, I think it's... But I know his character's name is Holden Ford. Jonathan Groff? Is it Jonathan Groff? That's it. Yeah. That, sound, that name sounds super familiar. He is... He was in... Hamilton? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's the original cast. Yeah. He's, he's the king. King. Yeah. That's it. So him. in the recording, he's the one, yeah. Right. Big musical guy, Brett. Yes, <laughs> huge musical guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like uh, how the actors get into the character of the uh, serial killers. Uh, I don't know if you guys have um, just hovered over Mindhunters recently. No. But no. the actor who plays Ed Kemper... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He kind of describes, like, his whole process of getting into character. Mm-hmm. And him describing that whole process is kind of like this, like... It's like this uneasy, like, description of, like, how he gets into character. And he's just, uh-huh. like, talking about how he has to be clean-shaven and, like, the mustache has to be there. And he says, like, everything's perfect until he puts on, like, his glasses mm-hmm. and then lowers them, like, half an inch. And it's just, like, the creepiest kind of thing. Wow. And he just, like, sits there and you're just like, fuck, that guy will fuck you up. I was going to say, like, I, I have to finish the first season that only happened through, but him, his uh, portrayal of that character is, like, really kind of, like, terrifying. and like, Yeah. The, is that one of the serial killers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, his mannerisms, and he's, like, it's just, like... It's just, yeah, it's, like, like, proper... Unsettling to watch. Yeah. yeah. It's honestly, it's one of the craziest, like, sh- not the craziest shows, but, it's, like, it's, like, one of the, like, most... Um, Mind bending, like or unsettling, maybe is that the word you're looking for? Mind no. bending, mind. I don't. Yeah, like mind bending, unsettling. Like sure, because like you're like you see these like serial killers and they like the way they portray them. They're just like these regular Joe schmoes, and then when they get like talking into it, and then they get into it, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like a switch like goes yeah. off, and you're like, whoa. So it's like really like crazy, but. Yeah, I would recommend it if you're into that murder. Murder podcasts are yeah. like huge today. Yeah, true crime. Yeah, so I mean, if you guys are into that, I would highly recommend the show Mindhunters. Also need to get on that and finish that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I heard in season two, Charles Manson makes an appearance. Yeah, yeah. and it's and the same guy from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, dang. Oh, it's yeah. the same actor. Oh, you actually get to play him this time. And um, I heard they talked about it in the show, but I don't know if this is true, but they tried to get the uh, son of Sam. Do you guys know that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. In New York, he, like, terrorized, like, girls. He would, like, hide under cars and shit. And, like, Ooh. Dude, yeah, he, I guess. Uh, yeah. He's fucking scary. Yeah, I think I heard he So it's, like, famous serial killers, pretty much. Not yeah. exactly. Not famous. Or, no, not, ex- not exactly. It's just serial, serial killers. killers. Yeah, they try to get into the mind and, like, how... What went okay. through their head okay. as they were doing? Because this is like when they first kind of like characterize a serial killer, like, right, right, like right, right. on the like I guess the breakthrough of them. I guess. Yeah, because yeah. in the show he goes these serial killers, and the like the head of FBI is like serial killers. Now all of a sudden you're naming them, and then he's just like yeah, and I'm like oh shit, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's really interesting. I really enjoy it. Um, it's very I heard really good things. Yeah. It's a very slow show, but it's. Does it pay off? A slow it's, burn. Yeah, it's it's slow burn, but like it's a it's a good burn. Okay, okay. I'll go back and finish that. Yeah. Before we end, I watched one other movie, and I haven't told you guys I watched it. Um, probably one of the worst movies I've always I've seen this year. Now, I uh, I watched Serenity. Oh, you did. <laughs> I did. You, oh, I heard. You heard about this movie? Movie? I heard about it, and I heard I know the twist. I also knew oh, the twist going in. Did you know the twist of this movie, Brett? No, but I heard that it was a terrible movie. It is a terrible movie. Yeah. Let me let me briefly talk about this movie. So Serenity, um, when it was advertised, it was advertised as this like dark thriller. Um, Matt County's on his island. He's just a fisherman. After this big fish, and Anne Hathaway's ex-wife comes, and asks him, she says, "I'll pay you to kill my husband." Sorry, sounds terrible. Who's abusing me and my our son? Who was his son? And now he lost, he's gone to marriage. However, I think I know. I think I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know. What I'm you're gonna, about. Here's the thing. No, nobody likes this movie. Critic and audiences. I'm just gonna spoil it here. The big twist of this movie is that everything that's happening with Matt McConaughey is happening with inside of a game. It's all a video game. It's all a video game created by his son. To like yeah. be closer to his dad because his dad died in the war. So. You don't find that until like the last thirty minutes of the movie that it's a video game, and a lot of weird stuff happens. Like, it's like you're like, there's something weird happening. But even if I, I already knew going in, but if you like had no idea and you're watching this, like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Has some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard. It's definitely a movie that like, if I if we have smart lines, we're a good movie kind of thing. And it has, um, it has a line that rivals the. Uh, uh, you made like the the rock the rock line. You believe in machines. It was Matthew says it to Jijman Hansu. He's they're like they just come off a fishing trip and they don't get anything. He's like, yeah, well, we haven't really caught anything since your wife died, and like said it like aggressively to him. And I'm like, what? I like audibly like, what the fuck? Um, and at the end of the movie, like they kill it, they kill him, the husband. They, he gets pulled off by the fish, and then the son kills. The stepdad in real life, basically, was getting him the courage to kill his stepdad. Okay. And yeah. that's the end of the movie. Um, and it's it's a bad movie, but the worst types of movies are ones that are telling you like what you're seeing is actual and real, and then to tell you like, no, this this means nothing actually. There's no there's no there's no actual purpose purpose for these yeah. characters. There's no way you can emotionally connect because they don't actually exist in this world. They are all made up. The only characters who exist are this, his son, Anne Hathaway, and then Jason Clark, who plays the abusive new husband. That's the movie. <laughs> and this ends. It ends with Matthew McConaughey in a game 
getting to like spend time with his in-game son. So it sounds terrible. That sounds really nice. And it was a movie I pushed back a bunch of times and Matt McConaughey and Hathaway kind of like defending the movie. They're like it, they it defines his audience, but like it's not good. <laughs> and Hathaway's wooden. Matt McConaughey's fucking crazy. Like he gives like a like a Matthew McConaughey crazy performance in this movie. It's like it's almost it's I would almost say it's it's kind of worth watching because it's like just unbelievable that this movie exists. So if you're looking for like a bad movie to watch, just to, just to watch. Watch Serenity. It's all free on Amazon, so you don't have to spend a dime to watch it. Well, you do. It's if, already paid for Amazon. Yeah, it's true. For Amazon. And that was it. That's all. That's all I have. And I think that's all we have for this week's podcast. Well. Yes, it is. Um, that's a wrap. It's a beefier podcast. A lot to talk about. Um, and we'll have that question for you guys next week. But if you guys have any other questions, or if you want to add any sort of uh, comment about what characters you kind of identify with, you can tweet at us on @actionpod at Twitter, or message us on Instagram at the same thing, @actionpod. Um, and if you want to check us out and listen to us, we should go to uh, Spotify or iTunes, wherever you listen to us on. You can rate us on iTunes, five stars, and tell us how good looking Brett is. And on Spotify, you can follow us. Uh, you can also listen to us on iHeartRadio. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Anchor. Uh, is that all? Stitcher? Stitcher. You say iHeartRadio? Yes. I did. Okay. Is that going to be the... Never mind. Um, and if you want to follow me, uh, I'm on Twitter at DRockMountain. And Rocky Mountain Instagram and boys, where can they check you guys out? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Danko89 and Insta- Instagram at Danko Romero89. <laughs> and uh, you can find me at Brett J. Burke on Instagram and Twitter. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. And bye. Thanks, and bye. Bye. bye.